Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks, and welcome to episode 48 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. This week, I'm out on a bike treating our colonies with their winter oxalic acid treatment using the Provap 220 sublimator. podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. So this week, Pete and I travelled out to several of my apiaries to get stuck in with the oxalic acid sublimation treatments, and I thought I'd try an on-location recording as we were treating the colonies to try to convey exactly what we were up to. Hopefully, we managed to capture everything that we were doing and uh, it'll be sufficiently interesting for the podcast. So here we are, just arriving at our first apiary. We've driven out to the university apiary, and I have Pete with me today, and we're out treating with the Provap 220 oxalic acid sublimator, and we're just out preparing the hives initially. We need to just check that all of the bottom boards are in place, and we've actually produced some new bottom boards because some of them were made of plywood and had blown quite badly and and were falling apart. So we've cut some new bottom boards and we've got those, well Pete's cut those for me, and uh, we've got those with us. And we're just walking around the apiary at the moment. There are 14 colonies in this apiary. We've got three nucleus colonies and the rest are all in commercial beehives. Uh, They all appear to be doing reasonably well. There's one or two of them are out flying and we keep all of the colonies on uh, concrete paving slabs and one of the best ways to check that you've got activity in the colony is to just look beneath the open mesh floor at the concrete flooring to see whether or not there's any uh, wax cappings that have been chewed off by the bees as they open up some of the food stores for themselves. And if you've got uh, a line of wax cappings beneath the hive, then you can pretty well guarantee that you've got an active colony inside. So Pete's got the foam and we're initially just blocking up uh, the entrances. We have a small piece of foam. The entrance blocks on these colonies have actually been cut with the entrance Uh, quite narrow so mice can't actively get into these colonies and that means that we don't have to remove any of the mouse guards but this site is vulnerable to woodpeckers so we've uh, got all of the wire netting that we put on the chicken wire that we strap around the hives and Pete's been busying himself taking the wire netting off and now we have a a small almost I suppose it's about a one inch square piece of blue foam uh, approximately six inches long and Pete's just using his hive tool to just push it into the entrance to block them up. Some of the floor inserts have been in for a couple of weeks and we've actually got one or two Varroa that have showed up on those but what we're doing now is just scraping out the uh, floor inserts to make sure that they're clean and popping those back putting in the new inserts in the floors that didn't have them and then we're ready to get started with the oxalic acid treatment. We do need to push a strip of foam into the back edge of the Varroa floor at the back of the floor 
so that we don't get the oxalic acid coming out of the back underneath the floor between the Varroa floor and the back. But other than that, we're all set to go. So I'm just walking back up to the truck so that we can get ourselves ready with the oxalic acid. So I've returned to the truck and to just explain the setup that we've got, if you haven't seen the video on Patreon or YouTube, it's just been released to YouTube so you can see the physical setup that we've got. Uh, however, we have the sack barrow, so it's just a basic sack barrow with a 90 amp hour leisure battery that's on the base of the sack barrow. And about halfway up the sack barrow, I've strapped a uh, inverter, a DC to AC power inverter, and that's got a plug socket on it that we'll be plugging the ProVap 220 into. And that connects to the battery terminals uh, with a red and a black cable. We then plug in the ProVap 220 to the power inverter, switch that on, and that will then start to warm up the ProVap 220 to the required temperature, which is 230 degrees centigrade. So just going to plug that in and then we can allow that to warm up and then we can get all of our personal protective equipment on, which is really vital because without the PPE, uh, you do run the risk of uh, some serious harm. This oxalic acid dihydrate vapour is uh, a really potent stuff and you have to take great care when you're using it. So we've got uh, face masks, which are rated for organic acid vapour and uh, it's an FFP3 is the uh, is the actual mask code so if you're looking for something do take care make sure if you go into a shop do talk to the people in the shop and make sure that you explain to them that it's an organic acid vapour that you're going to be dealing with. So we've got our face masks these happen to be disposable face masks. They've worked really well for us and uh, uh, at the last site that we were at they, they performed really well. I've also got some goggles which are um, just fit over my eyes but they seal completely around my eyes to prevent any vapour from getting into my eyes because again if you've got an acid vapour getting into your eyes there's a chance that that vapour is then going to mix with your tears and you're going to end up with an acid compound in your eyes so really important that you protect your eyes and this goes for anyone that's helping you as well so this isn't just for the operator of the oxalic acid sublimator this is also for anyone that's going to be standing close by when you're performing this task and do make sure that if there's anyone else in the vicinity that you warn them that you're about to use this treatment so that they can stay away uh, a safe distance. So we've got our oxalic acid dihydrate and this we're going to use at a rate of 2.25 grams per hive. Now I've been reading up about the various amounts that you can use to treat your colonies and I'll put a link in the show notes to the research paper that I've been reading that specifically shows 2.25 grams being the most effective at killing the Varroa, but also uh, giving the best mortality for your honeybees. You don't want to overdose the bees and end up killing the bees as well, but at the same time you do want to be able to 
treat the varroa sufficiently that it's going to knock down as many of the mites as possible. The other thing to say before we get started is that you're really looking for a broodless period in your winter treatments because the mites that we're treating are the phoretic mites. Now that's the mites that are not concealed within the cells. Uh, so normally uh, the varroa mite in the active season would, would be looking to uh, breed within the sealed brood cells. But what we're actually looking to do is to treat the bees that have the varroa actually clinging to them not just on their backs but also on the underside of the thorax and abdomen as well. So there'll be quite a bit of varroa that may be uh, hidden away if you treat during the months that there's brood present. And for that you would normally treat over a three-week period and treat once a week in order to capture the full brood cycle. But we'll probably give that a go during the summer and, and again I'll produce a video or we'll, uh, and, and we'll also produce a podcast maybe if, if we get that uh, going during the summer. So we're all set up now, ready to go to the first hive. Uh, what I'm going to do is to get Pete to do the treatment so that I can actually stand back and talk through exactly what we're doing. Now on some of the colonies, we've actually, what I've done is I've drilled a hole in the back of the floor and used a golf tee to peg the hole up. So we're pushing a wooden golf tee into the hole and then it's just a simple case of being able to take out the golf tee and push the nozzle into that particular hive. We're pushing the nozzle into the hole that we've drilled into the back of the hive. The other option is to just use the nozzle at the front entrance. Uh, we did try that a couple of days ago with some of the other hives and found that actually the heat from the nozzle didn't do a great deal of damage to the uh, foam inserts that we'd pushed into the front entrance. So we'll probably give that a go here and that will negate the need for having to drill a hole in the back of the floor. Uh, but it works really well either way that you, you choose to treat them. So we're almost set ready to go. Pete's just dishing out the appropriate amount of oxalic acid. So we have a small scoop that comes with the Provap 220 and having weighed it out, approximately three level scoops is sufficient to give us pretty close to 2.25 grams of oxalic acid crystals. So once we've got that loaded up into the bowl, the process is that we turn the Provap 220 upside down to fit the bowl to the actual heated element section of the unit that we're going to use to um, sublimate these crystals into the hive. Then the next step after that is to place the nozzle close to the entrance or close to the hole where we're going to insert the nozzle and then quickly turning over the ProVap 220 to its correct position, so its upright position, and then the crystals drop down onto the heated element at the bottom of the bowl and the vapors come out of the nozzle and into the hive. So we've got a little o-ring around the bowl which will form a nice seal and uh, we're all set. So Pete's going to do the first few so that I can just talk through what's happening. So Pete's got his 
personal protective equipment on, which is the face mask and the goggles. He's also wearing a cap to protect his head. And we're both kitted up in our B suits, so we've got extra protection. He's also wearing a heavy-duty glove, a, a heat-resistant glove on his left hand, because you have to push down onto the bottom of the element in order to push the oxalic acid bowl into position. So he's just done that, and now that it's in position, he's holding it upside down and taking it to the entrance and just pulling the foam to one side so that he can get the nozzle in place and then turning it back up, the gas erupts from the nozzle because the crystals have fallen down onto the heated plate, which is currently at 230 degrees centigrade. And some of the gas, the vapor, is just popping out from the back of the hive where there are one or two gaps. But for the most part, the vapor is sitting inside the hive and the bees are being treated with the oxalic acid. Now the whole process takes about 20 to 30 seconds and then once that's done we just tap the top of the uh, ceramic bowl to just make sure that all of the crystals have fallen down into the heating element and have then sublimated and vaporized and come out into the hive. The gas is now pretty much drifted away. I'm standing about 15 meters away from the hive and Pete has just taken out the nozzle from the hive and there's no vapor coming out of the nozzle. So that's our first hive completed and treated well. The important thing is to make sure that the foam entrance block stays in place and the nice thing is that we've got plenty of hives here that we can treat. So Pete's now moved on to the second hive and the entrance continues to be blocked up in the first hive. So that will continue to have the oxalic acid vapors in and around the bees and it will uh, coat the bees and then they can get themselves sorted. That turned out to be the end of the recording at the apiary as I must have inadvertently turned off the recording. But you can get the general impression of what we were up to and how things went. Uh, we treated all of the colonies successfully there were no problems it did start raining a little bit but uh, other than that everything went really well and uh, we're now uh, completed with all of the treatments with all of the colonies well that's it for this week thank you so much for hanging around until the end of the podcast and we'll catch up next time but for now i'm Stuart spinks and that was beekeeping short and sweet <laughs>